You're listening to the Fear Free Childbirth Podcast with me, Alexia Leachman. Let me help you to take the fear out of pregnancy, birth and beyond with a mix of real life stories and experts sharing their wisdom. I'll also be sharing psychology insights to help you to cultivate a fearless mindset. Be inspired and be empowered with Fear Free Childbirth. And now it's time for the show. Hello and welcome back to the Fear Free Childbirth Podcast. My name is Alexa Leachman and thank you so much for joining me today. On today's show, I'm going to be diving into the topic of anxiety in pregnancy. This is a really important topic because so many people are wrestling with anxiety and fears during pregnancy. And I think it's really important for us to get clear on what that is and what it looks like. So that's what I'm going to be doing today is talking about what anxiety is, how it looks like, like actually looks like inside your head and how you can go about clearing it, getting rid of it, moving past it. But before I dive into that, I just have a few little updates I want to share with you. Uh, Now, for those of you that are interested in the Tocophobia Clearance Group, I've had a few emails from people wanting to join, but I'm afraid the doors have now closed because we've now started working. So the Tocophobia Clearance Group is a five-week programme where I take a group of women through the process of clearing and confronting their fears and conquering them and getting over them. So we kicked off last week. So um, it's too late for you to join. But if you are interested in joining next time I run the group, then it is possible to reserve your spot for the next opening, which will be later on in the year. So if you're interested in doing that, then you can head over to the fearfreechildbirth.com website and just look for the Tocophobia Clearance Group page, which you'll be able to find on the Work With Me page or the Tocophobia page. It'll be easy to find. So um, that's uh, all about the Tocophobia Clearance Group. And then sticking with Tocophobia, um, I just want to let you know that I am writing a book on Tocophobia and I've I've started it and I've started doing lots of research because I know that there's very little information out there on this condition. And not only do women who are suffering from it really want to find out more, really need to find out more to better understand what it is that they're dealing with, but also I think professionals would appreciate understanding the condition more as well, because there's very low awareness about tocophobia, whether it's among GPs, doctors, midwives, or therapists, all of those places that are the first port of call where women might go to to get help and support, many people don't know about it. So this is what I hope to do with my book on tocophobia, is to help to shed a light on what the condition is all about, what women experience when they're going through it, and how they can start finding ways of getting past it and overcoming it. So if you're interested in that, then I'll be sharing some more updates on the progress I'm making as I work through writing the book, and you'll be the first to hear when it's ready to come out. Okay, so I'm now going to get back to today's episode, which is all about anxiety and how that shows up in pregnancy, or at least how it shows up when you're planning pregnancy as well. I mean, all of us suffer from anxiety to some degree. And so I think this is a really important episode for us to dive into and to help you to better understand. Okay, so let's dive into anxiety in pregnancy. And so what I want to talk about here is what is, I want to dive into what anxiety is so that we can understand and we're all on the same page. And then the difference between anxiety and fear, because these words are often confused and I think we use these words interchangeably. And I think it's useful for when we're trying to wrestle with our anxieties and wrestle with our fears 
to be super clear on the difference between the two. Because when we are clear about that, it makes it much easier for us to get the help we need. And then once I've done that, I want to talk through what anxiety actually looks like. Like really, what is the experience of anxiety and how you experience that in your head? I'm not talking about, oh, the panic attacks and the difficulty sleeping and all that stuff, but actually what it looks like inside your head. And then I'm going to really explore, what well, how does that look like when we're pregnant and during the pregnancy journey? And how does that impact on pregnancy? And then finally, I want to share with you how you can get rid of your anxiety, like a roadmap out of anxiety. Okay, so that's what I want to talk about. So let's dive in. Now, as I sit here talking about anxiety, I'm sure you are familiar with anxiety because I think it's something that we've all experienced at one time or another. It's estimated that around about 284 million people worldwide experienced an anxiety disorder in 2017. That is a large amount of people, which makes it one of the most prevalent mental health disorders on the planet. And it's one of the most common of mental disorders, and it's going to affect nearly 30% of us at some point in our lives. So I'm sure as you decided to tune into an episode on anxiety, that this is something that you're very, very familiar with. And the thing is, even though these disorders are treatable, and I'm going to talk about that later, only about a third of those experiencing anxiety are actually getting adequate treatment, which means a lot of people are, are wandering about and living their lives overcome by anxiety. So so what is it then? Let's get clear on what it is. Now, I thought I'd dig out some definitions because it's always useful to ask the experts and see what their view is on these things. And so I found a definition by some authors called Kaplan and Sadduck, and they define anxiety like this. They say it's a diffuse, unpleasant, vague sense of apprehension. And they also say it's in response, it's often in response to an imagined, imprecise or unknown threat. So, you know, let's, what, what does that mean? And I, I'm sure that does make sense to you, but I love to put things in kind of pedestrian terms. And so while we're making it pedestrian, imagine that you are a pedestrian walking down a dark street at night and you might feel that you're a bit apprehensive and maybe you've got butterflies in your stomach or you may be feeling this overwhelming sense of dread. And if you're a woman walking at night, I mean, this is a common experience. I get this all the time because I don't feel safe walking at night as a woman because that's just the world that we live in, okay? As sad as that is, that's a, that's a fact of life. And so when I'm going down the street, this dark street, feeling apprehensive, wondering if there's anything lurking in the shadows, you know, these are the feelings that are caused by the anxiety that are, that are related to this possibility that there might be a nasty stranger that might just jump out of the shadows from behind a van or in a dark corner or whatever it is. And so it's because there's a possibility of that happening. But the anxiety that I might be experiencing in that moment is not because of a known or a specific threat. It's just because we don't really know if there's a weirdo lurking in the corners about to jump out but we imagine that there might be the possibility of a weirdo that might jump out or somebody that's got sinister intentions. And so all of this is really going on in your head because you're imagining that there might be something that might happen. 
and and you might kind of say, well, you know, I am going through a really, you know, dodgy part of town, and, and this this stuff happens all the time, and it happened to me two weeks ago, and blah 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 blah. So it's it is a known, you know. Well, maybe, but actually, until that threat is realised, until it's actually in front of you, it it is just imagined. And then the minute there is a scary figure that turns up and starts, you know, threatening you or whatever it is, then fear kicks in because fear is the emotional response to a known or a definite threat, like a specific thing that's happening to you. And so if you are, you know, walking down your dark street and then suddenly somebody does appear from behind that rusty old van and then they start holding, you know, like coming up to you and then looking threatening, then then that in that situation, you will then be experiencing fear. And so I think that's a really good place to start because actually when there are women that are experiencing, you know, they say they've got fears around birth, you know, a lot of the time, these are anxieties because until there's an actual threat that's facing you around birth or pregnancy, and when I say threatening you, threatening your, your sense of safety, um, then, then it's going to be an anxiety because you're just imagining that this might happen, that something might happen where there is an imagined outcome for the future. Whereas fear is something that's triggered in the moment when we are actually faced with a threatening situation. So, you know, if you're in labour and suddenly things look like they're unravelling and not going great, then suddenly fear will kick in because then you're actually in a situation there that might not go brilliantly. Whereas up until that point, it's it's really going to be about anxiety. And the thing is, this can get a little bit fuzzy or a little bit of a grey area because often our fear radar is is a little bit out of whack because we live in a society where there is fear, messaging around fear that is constantly like hitting us from all sides. And we're constantly hearing about these situations that, that make us feel fearful for our life. And, you know, we've been living through a period for the last three years where there's been a lot of that going on. And so, the um, but they still, in many cases, some of that hasn't actually been real. It has been like we've made to be feel fearful and be told about an imagined outcome of an imagined possibility. And so, actually, what we've been experiencing in those times has been anxiety. Um, but because fear and anxiety produce very similar physiological reactions, that's to say that your body feels the same, whether you're experiencing fear or anxiety, then this is where this confusion comes. We're not really sure what is it that we're experiencing because they they kind of feel the same. And so um, this is where a lot of that blurring can come in, where we're not really sure. And so this is where this interchangeability of the language comes in. You know, do I, am I fearful or am I anxious? Am I experiencing anxiety? You know, what is it that I'm experiencing? And thankfully, it doesn't really matter, you know, when it comes to getting rid of our fears or anxiety, especially using the approach that I use, it doesn't matter whether it's a fear or anxiety, because the process, the approach of healing that is the same. And I'm going to dive into more of that later. But I think it's important for us to be clear about the difference between anxiety and fear. So let's dive in then to what anxiety looks like and when I when I what I mean here is like what does it actually look like inside your head I know that you know when we talk about some of the symptoms of anxiety we talk about things like you know maybe panic attacks coming up or you have difficulty sleeping or you have IBS and digestive issues and you know so these are kind of like telltale signs right but they're not it's not 
really what anxiety looks like because I'm interested in what's going on on the inside of your head. You know, if I'm trying to help you to let go of your fear and let go of your anxiety, I'm not interested in the fact that you're not sleeping well because that doesn't help me heal you. What's going to help me heal you is to take a look inside your head and have a little rummage around and see what's going on. And that's what I mean by what does anxiety look like. So I'm just going to sort of give you some examples now of of what anxiety could look like for somebody and how it and, and when I go through this, I think you'll appreciate how overwhelming anxiety can feel. I mean, if you've got it, you're going to know this already, right? But you know, when I kind of lay it down for you, you'll be like, oh my God, no wonder this feels so exhausting. No wonder I can't sleep at night. No wonder I don't know, I can't find a way out of this. And so, um, but don't worry, because by stripping it back in this way, hopefully I'll help you to just get a bit of clarity on what the hell is going on with your anxiety so that you can strip it back and start to heal it. Okay, so let me sort of, let's, let's, this is an example of how this might be showing up for you. So let's say that you hate losing control. You don't like being out of control of stuff. You don't like losing control of situations because on some level, you can't stand chaos. Chaos makes you feel unsettled. You need things to be totally organized. You need to know what's going on. You need to plan things to the nth degree. And so this need for planning, this need for like, like organization, this need for things to be in order is because you hate chaos. And the reason that you hate chaos is because you hate not being in control and because you hate losing control, because this sense of being in control is what makes you feel safe. So therefore, these things need to be ordered, they need to be well planned, you know, you prepare to the nth degree, and all of those things that you're doing are all there because they help you to feel in control. But that need for control also means that you're probably holding on to stuff. Because you, you don't want to let go of things. Because by letting go, you might accidentally let go of control at the same time. So you hold stuff in. It might mean that you hold on to emotions. You might hold on to dramas and try and keep a grip on them to try and control them before they unravel. You might hold on to things like actual um, possessions. You might have lots of clutter about because this letting go, because you need to hold on to things because you're holding on to control. That pattern for holding on is, is present in other ways and therefore you can't let go because letting go also means letting go of control. So you're holding on to these emotions that you can't express. So they stay inside of you. You're not processing them. You're holding on to things. You don't let go of stuff. You've got, you've got a lot of clutter. You, you've got emotional attachments, possessions that, that are now cause overwhelming you and, and taking up loads of space in your house. So this control is already starting to sort of show itself quite significantly in your life. And so because you can't fully let go, and let yourself go, because on some level also, you might also be worried about looking silly. You know, because if I do let myself go and dance like nobody's watching, well, I might look silly. And and then if I look silly, then people won't take me seriously. And if people don't take me seriously, then they might not like me. And if people don't like me, then I might feel like I don't belong, or I might be rejected or abandoned. And if I'm rejected or abandoned, then I'm not good enough. And if I'm not good enough, then I'm probably going to mess stuff up because I'm just not good enough. I can't get stuff done. I'm I'm going to be a total failure. No one's going to want anything to do with me. And I'm going to be all alone. And if there's one thing you fear more than anything, it's being, feeling, living and dying alone. 
Now that is this, that's one way that all your head trash, all your anxieties are all wrapped up into a big tangled mess and they're all connected and all of these thoughts that are jumping around in your head all the time, that is what's exhausting you. You know, you don't want to lose control, so you don't want, you, do, you can't stand chaos, you've got to be organised, you can't let go, you've got to hold on to stuff, you don't want to look silly because they don't like you, because you really want to be liked, and you want approval, and da da da, da. So all these things you're trying to do, you're trying to balance them emotionally, you're trying to hold on to that stuff in your head, and it's heavy, it's heavy, it takes a lot of emotional energy, it takes a lot of mental energy, so this is why you need lots of sleep, this is why you feel exhausted, that you need coffee to power your day, and without the coffee, then your day doesn't really get going properly. It also might mean that as a result of having to hold all these thoughts and conflicts in your head, that you can't think straight, you can't hear your intuition when it speaks to you, you can't make decisions clearly because you've got all these like what ifs and oh no, no, but if I do it this way, then they might not like me. And if I do this, I might offend them and da 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 da. So you 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 kind of hem yourself in because you can't move forward anywhere, because of all these anxieties and these conflicts that are kind of keeping you stuck or keeping you trapped inside this imaginary um, boundary of you can't step out of because you might look silly, because you might offend somebody, because someone might not like you, because you might get rejected, because you're not good enough, because you might mess it up. All of these things are what are keeping you hemmed in, in this state of anxiety. And on my book, Clear Your Head Trash, the cover is a, a head with a what looks like a plate of spaghetti in the brain area. And that, that's what this is. All of this anxiety is just this tangled web of strands of stuff that are all knotted up with each other. And, you know, if you, if you kind of imagine, I don't know, for those of you that have experiences of having long hair, um, when you have a big knot in your hair, you know, you don't just kind of like tackle the whole knot at once. You might pick at the edges and pick bits out of it and try and get bits of that knot dealt with before the whole knot will fall apart. This is exactly the kind of same approach that you need to take when looking at addressing your anxiety. Because when you think about this tangled web of what I call a head trash, it's affecting all sorts of pockets in your life and your mind. Because, you know, your need for control, well, that's going to affect you in your relationships. It might mean that you you want to be in control of everything because maybe there are trust issues going on there, that you don't trust everybody else to do what they need to do because they're not going to have it as in control as you because they might not have your um, need for control and they might let it all go, you know, it might go, go to like a be a total mess and then there'll be chaos and you won't be able to handle it. So best you deal with this and don't delegate or don't let anybody else handle anything so that you can manage this, this, um, this state of being that means you don't have to get fearful in case things get out of control. So that's going to show up in your relationships, that will show up at work, you might be a micromanager, you might not delegate things responsibly or well if you're a manager. Um, and so, you know, this lead to being in control is, is going to show up in lots of places. It's also going to show up in the way that you are in your health. It's And it's definitely going to show up on your pregnancy journey and your parenting journey because a, a fear of loss of control is one of the root things that is behind tocophobia, the fear of pregnancy and birth, because the pregnancy journey is very much about, well, hang on a minute, nature's in control of this. I'm not in control and I like to be in control. So 
I'm not sure I can hand over control to nature, even though you don't have a choice in the matter. And that's where a lot of fear stems on pregnancy and birth, because nature's the one that's going to make your body change and grow the baby and then help birth your baby. It's not you. You're just kind of along for the ride. And so this is where a lot of anxiety comes from within the pregnancy and birth journey. And so when you're looking at all these aspects, you know, not wanting to let go, not wanting to look silly, again, that's going to show up as a parent in labour. You might want to like be vocal in labour and scream and, and say things, but you don't want to look silly. So your fear of looking silly is going to show up and get in the way of your birth space. Your fear of looking silly is going to get in the way of you being um, telling your kids off in the playground or doing something because you might your fear of judgment's going to kick in. And so all of these things, it's the same pattern, you know, fear of looking silly, being judged, not being taken seriously, not being liked, whatever is going on, but they will show up in your health, in your food habits, in your relationships, in your parenting, on your pregnancy journey, when you're at work, in your business, whatever is going on, those same patterns are at play. If you've got that conflict going on, if you've got conflict around control, conflict around letting go, then you've got that going on and it's going to be showing itself up everywhere, right? And this is why when I work with people on their pregnancy and birth fears and anxieties, when we do this kind of healing work, they start seeing the ripple effects elsewhere in their lives because patterns like this don't operate in silos. They show up everywhere in your life. So the minute we heal your conflict around change or your conflict around control, then suddenly you delegate better at work. Work is getting, you know, work's going better. Your kids are now responding to you in a way they weren't before because you're not being so controlling with them. You're also finding your pregnancy journey a lot more peaceful and less anxiety inducing because you've now addressed that need for you inside to be in control. So, um, you know, this, this tangled web of conflicts, of head trash, you know, creates lots of really horrid side effects, you know. So, anxiety is the obvious symptom here and, and how that shows up. But actually, all of those conflicts that I've talked about are going to create lots of self-sabotaging patterns and they're going to keep you stuck in these unhelpful patterns of behaviour. You know, if you think back to your inability to maybe let things go and to let other people take control of something, then, you know, maybe you're surrounded by people that are really good at what they do, whether it's your partner who's brilliant at building sheds or whatever they do or or cooking dinner or whatever's going on. They're really good at that, but you want to be in control of it. So you insist that you do it. Or, you know, or even if it's with your friends and you're deciding to go out to the cinema and you want to be the one that decides what film you're going to go and see because um, because you need to be in control. And so you don't let them decide. And so you just come across with it very controllingly. And so these patterns that get that create conflict, that create friction, and that generally create these unhelpful ways of being that that keep you from living in peace. And when I say in peace, I mean, without all this stuff running around your head, like debating yourself constantly, right? Um, it might also mean that you'll procrastinate on the things you actually want to do. So classic here, because we're on a fear-free childbirth podcast is, you know, you maybe you really want to be a mum, you really want to get pregnant, you really want that. But because of all these conflicts, because, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, I don't want to lose control. <clears throat> I don't want to be able, you know, that's too much for me. So I'm not going to, I can't get pregnant. I can't do that because I have this huge fear actually of losing control. And then that's going to lead to me not, you know, not being in control and then letting things go. And and and, and where that ever that goes to for you, you know, th these are all connected in different ways for everybody. But it means that you could be stuck in 
not doing what you really want to do because these fears, these conflicts are kind of keeping you hemmed in. And because your mind is and your head is kind of juggling all of these conflicts and fears, if you imagine every single one of these being like, like a juggling ball and you're, you're kind of juggling maybe 20, 30, 40 balls in the air at once, this is really tiring, right? It's really tiring and it's really exhausting, but it also means it's going to take ages for you to get anything done. So your productivity and your effectiveness is just going to be rubbish because you can't think straight because there's all this stuff that's kind of in the way and you'll kind of navigate, you know, you don't want to make a decision because, well, if I make that decision, then that might happen and then I, then I might look silly. So I can't do that. And if I do that, then so-and-so will be offended and then they won't like me and then, and then and I'll be judged for saying this. And, you know, one thing that, the, um, that I hear a lot is that this decision-making really plays out, especially with the fear of judgment during the pregnancy journey, is that even before you're pregnant, there's the, you know, you might be in a group of friends that that nobody else is pregnant and have kids. And then you decide that, you you know, maybe you want kids. But then once you maybe move on that decision, then you might get judged by, oh, she's not going to have kids. And, da, da, da. and so, oh, they might not, might not be part of the gang. They might not like you anymore. So you're procrastinating on that decision. But you're, you're also not able to kind of move forward on other things where judgment is getting in your way. And so all of this decision making means that you you are just in this loop of procrastination because everything's keeping you hemmed in. And so all of this also will mean that you probably don't sleep very well because when you try and go to sleep, your mind is racing with all of this stuff. And so your quality of sleep isn't good because you're still juggling this stuff when you're sleeping. Because you've had to juggle it all day long as well, you are actually really tired. And so you need more sleep than you would if you didn't have this anxiety going on. And so because you're not getting a good quality sleep, when you get up in the morning, you still feel quite groggy. You need the coffee because you just need somebody to jumpstart your system. And you need the sugary snacks in the day because you kind of need that energy hit just to get through. And so in order kind of to deal with all of this, a lot of people then, you know, they want ways to escape this because it's unpleasant. It's not a nice experience to have all this going on. And so a lot of people might have a few drinks to try and relax and forget about all this and the few drinks becomes a little bit more and maybe they turn to recreational drugs or sleeping tablets or or any other kind of maybe assistance to help them to kind of escape some of these thoughts. And, and that can be a little bit of a slippery slope, but that doesn't mean that we can't put a stop to it. And it also doesn't mean that it has to take a long time for you to do that. But I think it's very important for us to kind of see what, what does that trajectory look like and why are we experiencing the, the things that we are experiencing? And how can we put an end to it? You know, once we kind of have a, a good idea, a good, clear picture of what's going on, we can better navigate that. And so I think when it comes to being pregnant or thinking about getting pregnant and having anxiety, one of the first things I'd urge you to do is, is really look at addressing that anxiety sooner rather than later. Because if you then overlay that with, fears around birth and fears around pregnancy, then, you know, you've got the kind of your day-to-day -day anxiety around your life that you currently have already. And then there's a whole new dimension of pregnancy and birth and impending motherhood or parenthood on the horizon that's just throwing in a whole new barrel of laughs into that equation. And that can then suddenly feel incredibly overwhelming. And so it's useful to deal with you know, chunk it down, deal with one thing before another. So when I'm working with people, let's say people that come to me with tocophobia, 
and they have anxiety, then we'll probably start by dealing with the key themes of their anxiety, because oftentimes a lot of those themes that are behind their anxiety are also responsible for why they're experiencing tocophobia or extreme fears around pregnancy and birth. So the control theme is a huge, huge theme in both anxiety and in tocophobia. Another huge theme which shows up in both of these areas are a fear of change. You know, when things change, this fear of uncertainty, not knowing how things are going to turn out, this not knowing makes us feel like things are out of control. You know, they're very closely tied, these two themes. And so if you have a fear of change or not, know, you know, you, you like to know how things are going to turn out, you you very, feel very uncomfortable with things that are uncertain, that change quickly, because that feels like things are moving too fast for you and it makes you feel unsettled, then all of this is going to be accentuated significantly by the pregnancy journey, because there's going to be lots of unknowns that could come into that equation. You know, how's my pregnancy going to go? Am I going to have an easy pregnancy? Or am I going to spend my first trimester in nausea? What's my what's my body going to do when I'm changing it? I'm going to be tired the whole way through. Am I going to have complications? Am I going to blah, 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 blah? You know, all of these unknowns, we just don't know how that's going to go. So if you have a fear of uncertainty or a fear of change already, and now you're contemplating pregnancy, you're just adding salt to that wound because there's going to be even more of that. So the best thing for you to do is heal the conflicts that you're carrying around change and uncertainty first, so that then you can then deal with the uncertainties of pregnancy and the uncertainties of birth. You can kind of go, oh, well, I don't know how it's going to go, but it's likely to go, it can either go this way or this way or this way. And if I plan for all of those, then I've got my bases covered. And you can do that in a calm fashion. Whereas if you've got a lot of anxiety around change and a lot of anxiety around uncertainty, it's going to be very difficult for you to kind of calmly approach that and think about planning for your birth, you know, plan birth A, plan birth B, plan birth C, you know, I'll plan for my home birth, I'll plan for a hospital birth, I'll plan for a C-section birth, and I've got all those plans covered. So even if I don't know which one it's going to be, it's going to be one of those three, it's not going to kind of be, you know, well, it might be at the side of the road in the field if, if things kick off. So maybe plan for that one too. But there's only, there's a limited amount of options when it comes to how births are going to go. So you can plan for that. Um, we're not in the realms of kind of infinite possibilities. But if you have a lot of fear around change and uncertainty, that's going to be a very difficult task for you to do because you won't even be able to look at it because the emotional energy is just going to be too much for you to contemplate. So, um, you know, dealing with some of these themes that show up in anxiety, they're often going to be many of the same themes that show up around your birth anxieties as well, your pregnancy anxieties. And so another key theme that is really uh, that shows up a lot, you've got the control theme that I've mentioned already, you've got the um, change theme or the uncertainty theme. And then the other one is that feeling around being trapped and not having choices or freedom. And, you know, we grow up in a culture that, you know, if you're a Western culture, then a key value of our culture is freedom, freedom of speech, being free. You know, American dream is all about being free. You know, being free is kind of something that we have grown up. Um, and even though it's been compromised significantly in the last few years, that is still a collective value that we all have. So when there's something going on that contradicts that, that is in conflict with that, that is trapping you, that is give, taking away your freedom... Um, so the, you know, so the, so then let's just dive into this one quickly. You know, when you think about COVID and lockdowns, how much that took away our freedom and how much that triggered a lot of people and created lots of mental health conditions, lots of people got a lot of anxiety because their main 
desire, their main value of freedom, they, they suddenly couldn't, they couldn't do that. They weren't allowed. That was taken away from them. And that it's that that created a lot of anxiety. That was one of the key themes that's being triggered by that situation. And so having your, you know, when you think about trapped, the pregnancy journey, once you start that journey, you're trapped. You know, you are on that train. The only time you get off that train is either if you decide to terminate the pregnancy or if you have a miscarriage or you wait until the end of the babies come out. So, you know, the first two there are not situations that many people would really wish. So you're kind of stuck till the end until the baby comes out and then already then you're then labor kicks in and then you're trapped in that process. You can't just, you know, once it's started, you've kind of got to let that unfold at its pace. And yes, you can intervene. Yes, you can take the shortcut and go for c-section but there's still a portal that you need to get through and there's no escaping it so you can't shortcut the pregnancy journey and you can't shortcut that birth journey um and and that can feel very trapping it's that sense of i can't i have no choice but to go through this experience and if you have conflict around freedom and feeling trapped then that's going to be a really big deal for you and that is why that is what i see all the time with the women that I work with who have tocophobia is this this sense of lack of choice, lack of freedom that the journey entails. And then of course, once you become a mum, you're kind of stuck with the kids then, aren't you? There's no way out of that one until you, unless you give them away. And so again, that's not really, so these are all big, big things that need a lot of consideration. But when you've got a lot of conflict and fear and anxiety around some of those aspects, that can make it really difficult to handle. You put all that together, plus the hormonal cocktail that kicks in when you are pregnant. And you've got a recipe for an emotional hot mess, right? And I've been there, you know, my second pregnancy, I was total hot mess in my first pregnancy, at first trimester, because the hormones just accentuated stuff that was already there. They just amplify some of the conflicts and the fears and the things that you're experiencing. Um, so if you've got anything like that going on, then I would urge you to deal with any of this sooner rather than later, and especially before the pregnancy journey, because then you're more likely to have a, a, an easier pregnancy journey, emotionally speaking. So, um, so how can we get rid of it then? What, what is the way to heal yourself of your anxiety? So I'm going to share with you the process and the approach that I do this. And it works. And it's a consistent, uh, methodical approach. And the way that I would, you know, the way, what I use is I use head trash clearance, which is the process that I developed as a result of my own tocophobia, which I used to get rid of all of my own fears. And, you know, this process works on any, it doesn't care if it's a birth fear or not a birth fear. And I work with business women and um, business leaders on working on their business fears and head trash. So it doesn't matter whether it's a fear and anxiety or, a you know, a birth thing or a non-birth thing, a relationship, a food thing, exercise, head trash body, head trash, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. So um, the thing is, the way that you go about getting rid of this is you start unraveling it. You, you know, when if you go back, think back to what I just said earlier about this 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 tangled mess in your head. You know, earlier I said, oh, you know, you can't stand losing control because you might have to do this chaos and you hate chaos and it needs to be ordered, it needs to be organised, you need to plan, you need to feel in control, you don't want to let go because you might look silly, because you don't want to be, you know, you might not get taken seriously. All of these things I'm just saying there, those are all individual items that need to be unraveled. So you need to kind of identify all that stuff, you know, start exploring the inside of your head and go, well, what is it that I'm feeling uncomfortable? Why is it that I don't like this? Why am I being triggered by this situation? What is it about this situation that makes me feel uncomfortable? What am I scared of happening? 
What's the worst that could happen in this situation? Write all this stuff down. Just brainstorm it, journal it, scribble it down, whatever it is, just identify what those individual strands are. And so with what I shared with you earlier, those individual strands are going to be, and this is going to be a to-do list. This is your head trash clearance to-do list that you can then work through using head trash clearance, which I share in my book, Clear Your Head Trash and Fearless Birthing. If you want to read the non-birthy version, then Clear Your Head Trash is the way to go. And so your list, your head trash clearance to-do list, which is which is basically the individual strands of your anxiety or your fears, this is what it might look like based on what I shared earlier. Control versus losing control, like being in control and the opposite of that, the conflict that, you know, you, you want to be in control and you hate losing control. So that, that those are two things that you need to work on. You hate chaos and you want to be organised. So chaos and being organised. You want things to be well planned rather than disordered. So well planned or planned disordered. You don't want to let go because you don't want to look silly. So put letting go on there, looking silly on there. You want to be taken seriously. So put taken seriously on there. You see what I mean? This is what you do. You don't want to be rejected. So put rejected on there. You don't want to be abandoned. Put that on there. You have a total fear of failure. Put failure on there. These are all the little individual things that you need to think about working on and clearing using head trash clearance. And one clearance could take you anything from like 10 to 30 minutes. So this doesn't need to take a long time. But you might have quite a long list, right? So um, this is how you kind of unravel it and start addressing each one in turn. And because you're dealing with each one in turn, then slowly but surely, just like when you're pulling, getting rid of the knot, this massive nest of knots in your hair, you know, you pick at it long enough, before you know it, you can put a brush through your hair and there is no knot there. And that is what happens with the lump of anxiety that you've got going on. And so typically, you know, I've kind of identified what some of those clearance items are, those to-do lists, things that I've talked about, losing control, looking silly, that kind of thing. And typically, for somebody that's wrestling with anxiety or severe anxiety, you could be looking at, I don't know, 30 to 50, maybe over 70 items on that list. And you're thinking, whoa, Lex, that's ridiculous. I haven't got time for this. Well, make time, right? Okay, if you've got anxiety and it's sapping your life force and making you miserable and stressful and you're not living the life of your dreams, then surely you've got nothing else in your life that you should be doing other than this work. Because once you do that, on the other side of that is freedom from your head trash, freedom from your anxiety, and you can go off and live the life of your dreams, whether that's being a mother, of having a family, starting your business, leaving this crappy job that you're in, whatever it is, that's what's waiting for you on the other side. And, you know, listen to the stories that I'm sharing you on the podcast of women that have tackled their birth anxieties and their fears, and listen to what they're doing with their lives as a result of coming to the healing table and doing this clearance work because that is what's waiting for you on the other side. So write out everything on your list. Write out those individual things and just do one a day. You just do one a day and it might take you 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever, it doesn't matter. And if you do that consistently, within two months, you could be saying goodbye to your anxiety. Within three months, you could be kicking it out the door. You could be a new person. I've got one lady, I've got a membership where I provide all the clearances that you need for all the common themes. So I've discussed today the control theme, I've discussed the change theme, I've discussed the decision-making theme, the trapped theme. You know, there are lots of these themes in life. There are many, many more than the ones I've talked about. I've just picked out the most common ones. Well, I've written out, I've prepared all the clearances that you need by theme, and they're in my membership, which is called the Clearance Club. And you can join that. It's $29 a month, and you've got all of those clearances available to you 
for you to just tick off one by one and start working on it. And I had one lady who couldn't afford to work with me and she said, I really need help. I've got depression. I've got tocophobia. I can't get out of my bed. I'm crying every day. It's a nightmare. What can I do? And I was like, well, okay, you need the clearance club. And so she, she, that's it. She joined and she just cracked on. And two months later, she cancelled. And I was like, oh my God, it's rubbish. <laughs> my head trash. But yes, yeah, so I asked, I said, well, how did you get on? What's going on? She was like, amazing, amazing. I feel better. We're now trying for a family. My depression's behind me. I don't have tocophobia anymore. And I was like, oh my God, that's like amazing. You've only been in there two months. What's happened? Like, tell me, tell me, what did you do? And she's like, I did one clearance every day. And that was it. She did one thing every day. And after two months, she put, she got rid of her depression and her tocophobia. And she did all that on her own. So I'm sharing that with you because I think it's really important for you to realise that you, this stuff you can do yourself. You have everything within you to clear this stuff. And maybe you don't know the method or the technique. Well, I'm, I'm making that super easy for you. So if that's what you want, then head over to the Fear Free Childbirth website and you'll find a link for the Clearance Club. You can also head over to the clearyourheadtrash.com website and you'll find a link for it there too. It's the same thing. Um, so just head in there and you can start doing your clearances. And I've mapped it out. I've made it all really easy for you so you can work through it methodically in your own time at a pace that suits you. And soon you'll start to see these shifts coming about so that you can start to live life in a way that is free of anxiety. But once you've addressed your anxiety, that means that when you're pregnant or you decide to get pregnant and then you fall pregnant, that those fears around pregnancy, that maybe around birth that you have, maybe they're not as strong. Maybe now when you approach that when you get pregnant this time around, you think, okay, so this is still going to be like, this is still scary for me, but I think I can, I can, I can find a way through this. I mean, that was my experience. The first time I found out I was pregnant, I didn't realise I had tocophobia until that pregnancy test was positive. And then all of my fears came in. They all just piled in and I felt, I fell into a pit of despair and it felt incredibly dark for me. And I lost my baby three weeks later. So I miscarried around about seven weeks. And then I felt enormous relief. And I didn't know that I had tocophobia at the time. So I was very confused. Like, why did I feel relief at a miscarriage? What's going on? I must be crazy. Like, there's something wrong with me. And I didn't know what was wrong with me. But I decided that I'd take, I'd start with my depression and I'd start with my anxiety as I felt that that was probably the source of the weird reaction that I had to miscarrying. And so I spent the next year really working on that and did a lot and made a lot of progress. So when I fell pregnant the next time, the same thing happened to me. I saw a positive test, but this time, instead of falling into a pit of despair, I was like, deep breath, okay, this is still terrifying, but I'm going to figure out how I can get through this. In fact, in fact, I was at that stage, I was like, maybe I can do this myself. Maybe I can deal with these fears myself. Maybe I can, you know, I was in a much different place. That was the impact of me addressing my anxiety. So I was no longer this anxious person that had a lot of anxiety going on. Now I just had tocophobia going on. I dealt with my anxiety and now my head was clear of the anxiety, but a lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it, so that I was then free to just focus my mind on clearing the tocophobia and the birth fears. To have to do all of that in one go, while you're pregnant, with the pressure of time progressing on, that would be that 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 was too much for me to handle. I I don't think I couldn't have done that. I I needed to exit that situation, and I was relieved at the miscarriage. So this is why I'm urging you that if you have any anxieties, if you have any fears, you need to be getting on that. Get on with that as soon as possible. Like there's no time to lose. And and anyway, why would you wait? 
Why would you sit around and go, no, actually, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to stay anxious. Yeah, no, no, that whole like being happy and free of anxiety and fear. No, no, that's not for me. I'm, I'm going to sit here in my anxiety and with my sleep dislikes. Thank you very much. I really like it over here. This is where I'm going to stay. Like, why would you decide that? Why, why would you decide that? The reason you decide that is because you, you identify being anxious. The idea of changing so much is terrifying because you fear change. That's one of your themes to work on then work on change so that you don't fear changing so much that you can actually free yourself of this. If you are struggling with fear and anxiety, my advice is just to do it, sort it out, clear it, get rid of it so that you can start living a life that makes you happy, that you have contentment. You know, you only have one life here. Enjoy it the sooner rather than later. You don't like, why delay doing that for yourself? Why stay in fear? Like, you know, there are some women that come to me go well I don't I don't want to get rid of my tocophobia I don't want to get rid of my fear I just want to know how I can get through the pregnancy and I don't know how to deal with those questions because for me it blows my mind that somebody might not want to get rid of their fear and anxiety like why would you not want to do that why do you want to stay in that state because it's not healthy it's not healthy for you it definitely isn't going to be healthy for your baby and you're denying yourself an incredible life so on that note, I'm going to sort of wrap up talking about anxiety. And if you do want to find out more about the Clearance Club, then it's at clearyourheadtrash.com forward slash club. You can also find out where it, all, all that is at the Fear Free Childbirth website. Um, so I hope that this has been a useful episode for you. And if you want to tackle individual items on your list, and I have got fear clearance tracks that you can just buy one-off things to help address maybe your fear of losing control or fear of change, any of those things, you can just do those individually, try out the clearance process if that's something that you want to give a go. Um, because sometimes you're like, well, like, you know, or just buy the book and try it out for yourself. Then you can try it out, see if, how you're getting on with it. And then if you want to dive in deeper, you absolutely can. But I just want you to know that there is a way out of this, that you don't have to stay fearful and anxious forever. And more importantly, you can take charge of this process. You can do it yourself. You don't have to rack up huge therapy bills. You don't have to pay lots of money to other people to walk you through this. You can walk yourself through it. And it might not be easy. You know, maybe you do need to have somebody there to hold your hand, to kick butt your way through it, to give you support, to give you accountability. But at the end of the day, this is absolutely something that you can do on your own, that you can do under your own steam. And all it takes is for you to make the decision to do that. And once you do that, then then all the, all the wonderful things are waiting for you on the other side. Um, you know, living your dream life, having the things that you want in life, a family, relationships, abundance, whatever it is that you are looking for, then that is available to you. But when you're in fear and anxiety, those things magically keep themselves away from you. And so um, this is really the way out of that. And so I hope that you, uh, if, if this feels like it resonates with you, then, then, then go ahead and give it a go. And I'd love to hear your stories of you giving that a go. And if you've got any problems, struggles trying to do that process, I've got two Facebook groups where you can come and join and ask questions. So there's a fearless birthing group if you've bought the fearless birthing group and you have questions. And there's a clear head trash group if you don't want to be in a birthy environment, you just want to kind of tackle it for life stuff. You know, if you're dealing with relationship things or work things or anything that's just not pregnancy related, then head over to the Clear Your Head Trash Facebook group. And I will, I'm in there answering questions on anybody that has any questions about using head trash clearance to get rid of their anxieties and their fears around birth or indeed any other life theme. Okay, so I hope that today was useful and I'll see you next time here on the Fear Free Childbirth Podcast. Bye for now. 
You've been listening to the Fear Free Childbirth podcast with me, Alexia Leachman. Fear Free Childbirth is the online destination for women seeking to take the fear out of pregnancy, birth and beyond. With fear clearance meditations, self-healing products and courses, professional training and specialist programs for overcoming tocophobia. And if you've enjoyed this episode, then check out the Fear Free Childbirth Mama Ship. It's a bit like Netflix, where you can binge on a boatload more Fear Free Childbirth content to inspire you on the journey to motherhood and beyond. More interviews, more birth stories, more expert wisdom. Visit fearfreechildbirth.com to find out more.